Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome to a Friday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We've got a real good uh, show for you. Morley Scott drew the short straw, and he is sitting in with me this afternoon. Hey, Morley. Hi. Hi. I didn't draw any straws, actually. <laughs> no, I just begged, and you said okay. Well, it's never, it's never a problem to spend time with you, Andrew. And that, I believe, is the official statement issued by the station. Hey, listen, uh, sad news, of course, uh, the passing of Don yeah. uh, Getty earlier today. We're going to uh, spend some time later on this afternoon uh, kind of looking back and remembering Don Getting, talking to some people whose careers intertwined with his. And, and you know what? It, it's funny. He's one of those few men, like he had two lives, basically, right? That's right. Because he was such an important part of people's lives in the 50s, I guess, right? As a member of the Edmonton Eskimos. As a winning member of the Edmonton Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A great player. And then he became a politician and became premier and did so many great things for the province. Family Day is, I, I guess, would that be his, maybe his biggest legacy? Um, I don't know if that's his uh, biggest Ma- accomplishment, but it's likely you're right. Something he'll be most, no, I don't even say most remembered yeah. for, but certainly remembered. But his name is clearly attached to family, which we uh, just absolutely. had a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think it it's, uh, shows you how great the man was when he can affect kind of, Two walks of life. Yeah, right? That's the, true. The, the sports fans, the political people, and 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 everybody. And and then every year we've got this this holiday to spend time with your that's family right. because he worked so hard to help get it. Yeah, in. you're you're right. He was at the pinnacle of two careers. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm positive I'm not. He replaced uh, Lougheed, who was also an Edmonton yeah. Eskimo. In fact, a teammate of Getty's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was Lougheed who taught Getty into going into politics. Mm-hmm. So there was a time in Alberta uh, history, uh, politics, before my time. Where you pretty much had to be an Eskimo. Yeah, who, uh, who was next? It was Klein, right? I think so. And everyone said, yeah. "What position did he play?" No, no, no it didn't work that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> he was in the press box, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, Facebook uh, page, if you want to play along this afternoon. I don't know if you took in the uh, the debate last night, the presidential debate, uh, but man, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I I was uh, I actually. I I'm sick, as I said, yes, right? Self, I actually yeah. fell asleep at about 7.30 last night. Watching the debate or just... Well, no, okay. I could have. I could have. But no, I just was gone for just most of the evening. <laughs> and I missed it all, but I saw some of it on Twitter, and people were having a good time. Oh, I'll tell you what. It was uh, some of the most entertaining television yeah. that I've watched in quite some time. And you know, I like I like train wreck TV. Mm-hmm. You know I do. All those Real Housewives yep. and that kind of thing. This was better. Uh, now, we did put up a, a question on our Facebook page, as I say, if you want to play along. Uh, one of the things uh, uh, Donald Trump said last night was that he's, if elected president, he will not build a wall uh, between uh, Canada and the United States. And, and it sounds like a joke, uh, <laughs> but he's serious. <laughs> and the, I shouldn't even be laughing. It's it's good news, I guess, for Canada. But we've got a question up there, and the question is, uh, uh, Donald Trump has finally come out and said that he is, if voted into office, there will not be a wall built between Canada and the United States. Do you think that our future friendship with the United States is going to be tarnished at all? So that's the I question. would think that he would want to put up a wall between, if he becomes president, I would think he would want to put up a wall between the United States and Canada to keep the people in yeah. who are trying to get to Canada because he's now their president. Well, he, very popular. Uh, his popularity. Uh, no, continues to I'm, increase. Does this is 
like it's like a joke that just won't stop. It's like it just started out as something, and it's like, what? It's, well, you know, I gotta, when are Americans going to go? This is real. This could happen. I, I got to tell you, Morley, and I'm, I'll deny that I said this, uh, but in watching the debate last night, mm-hmm. there were times at which I went, yeah, okay. As Trump was speaking, like oh, you, you oh, know, all right. that is the one thing about him is he doesn't pull any punches. No, he says he he says what politicians aren't supposed to say, but what the electorals, the elect. Electorate, the, the people, electorate, yes, <laughs> the electorate. He he says what politicians aren't supposed to say, <laughs> right? But he says what the people want, want to hear. Say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, he does. He plays yeah. the popular uh, opinion. So for there, sure. there, there is that. But he's Donald Trump, though. I, I mean, I know. It's, it's just, Donald Trump. I know, <laughs> Mr. President. I just, it just, I like and it's, it. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's going to come down to Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's been shown in polls that Donald Trump would lose overwhelmingly, by the way, in a race against Hillary Clinton. But, well, I guess that's to be, be fun to watch, though, won't it? Exactly. We also have, uh, just as a programming note, uh, NHL trade deadline day is Monday, so the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News is likely to start a little late. Probably, I'm going to guess, around 3 o'clock and then continue on as normal, uh, unless there's a whole lot of breaking news with the Oilers, which there very well could be. Uh, and in which case, we'll just continue on with that, and I'll just hang around and listen to it. Pe- the rest people of got worked up in the lather last night. Because me- remember, at 5.30 Sports, we talked about how Andrew Ladd was scratched by the Jets, and then about 10 minutes later, we found out he'd been traded to the Blackhawks. Right. And then Teddy Purcell Teddy, well, yeah. Teddy and Justin Schultz both scratched last night. Schultz probably not as much as surprised because of the way he's been playing over Teddy Purcell. But Purcell gets scratched, and everyone's going, uh-oh, he's trading, yeah, he's trading, what's happening. going on? And uh, nothing did happen yet. Yeah, exactly but, right. But you never know. Something, uh, oh, there'll be moves. Oilers will make moves for sure. Yeah, no, there's no no question that that's going to happen. And, of course, the Oscars are happening on Sunday as well. We'll talk a little bit about that. Got a big show for you. Um, we're going to start the show uh, right here, in fact. Why don't we? We've got a, a great guest, a, a good read today. I don't know if you had a chance. I uh, did. Okay, I great. Read it. Uh, the blog in the Huffington Post was called Why I Would Make a Great Senator. Now, uh, just to bring you up to date, since Confederation Senate uh, appointees have been selected in relative secrecy by the Prime Minister, but on January 19th, the Independent Advisor Board for Senate appointments was established, and we can assume, I suppose, that worthy candidates will soon be putting their names forward. And in fact, I've got on the line one who did in a kind of an open letter. Author and satirical writer David Martin, he published the post called Why I Would Make a Great Senator. He joins us now. Hi, David. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad at all. You know what? Actually, pretty good now that I've got you on the line. I often read satirical-type pieces or funny pieces, and the Huffington Post does many of them. Um, and I almost always want to reach out to the uh, writer, and this is one of the few examples where I actually get to. Really enjoyed your piece. Well, thank you very much. In fact, after your intro there, I'm thinking maybe there is an application form I can get and actually fill out. You know, you've got my vote. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and that's, you know, I guess where I wanted to start... It was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, um, but comedy, uh, you know, good comedy, good satire has its origin in truth. So as you're writing this piece, um, how truthful an application was it? I mean, how close to what you think this advisory board might actually receive do you think your blog was? I think it's pretty close, although I have to say I probably uh, exaggerated my family situation a little bit. I think <laughs> my wife and daughter don't dislike me that much. <laughs> And among the requirements, I know when I first read, and maybe they've changed, is uh, that you have to have a net worth, I think it was somewhere in the magnitude of $4,000. Do you know if that's still the case? I don't know. I think you're right. I think <laughs> under, uh, under the original Constitution, that was a requirement. And uh, I think I still meet that. 
<laughs> well, if if you need fourth out, you'll have that shortly after you take the job because it pays pretty well, from what I understand. Yeah, now, like you mentioned that you'd even you'd even take a pay cut. I think oh, you might have trouble running that by them. I don't know if they'd agree to that or not. Well, I see. I'm just trying to help out here. You know, it's costing. Uh, I think it's costing us about a hundred million dollars a year to run the Senate, and out of that, that's about fifteen million dollars is just straight salaries. So, if I could help them out by cutting fifty thousand out of the, uh, the salary, I'd be I'd be pleased to. You know, it's funny. This is totally coincidental. It absolutely is a coincidence that we were talking about Trump because our producer happened to put the question up on a Facebook page about Canadian and American relationship uh, relationships now that Trump has said last night that he's not going to build uh, a wall. And I, and I said, you know, there's times at which I was watching the debate last night where I went, yeah, okay. Like, you know, the guy's not completely out to lunch. But you know what? You're, as I read your satirical piece... I didn't think you were completely out to lunch either. For those for those who haven't read it, uh, hit us with some of the qualifications that you put in the piece to make you a good senator. Well, I first off, I, I let people know that, uh, or let the committee know that I'm retired, so you know I don't have to give up any job. I'm, I'm ready to start tomorrow. Um, and they also they asked for uh, support from an outside organization, so I uh, indicated that the, uh, the committee for the removal of Dave Martin from the Brooks Martin household has unanimously agreed to provide support <laughs> to get me out of the house. Uh, and I also, I also pointed out that uh, you know, I'm a, uh, an, an aging white male, and that's a demographic that's been sorely overlooked lately. You know, I, I'm all in favor of diversity, but you know, we got, we got to look out for these aging white males, too. So well, you got to make sure the pendulum doesn't f- swing so far to one side that it comes off its axis. Precisely. And I also <laughs> pointed out that I you know, I think we've we've seen over the last couple of years where travel expenses uh, can get people into trouble in the Senate. Well, I live in Ottawa, so all I need is a bus pass, and that's not going to cost them a whole lot. Do you know you had me right there when I read the article? I went bus bus pass. I, I thought <laughs> that guy. I'm in. I'm in. Have you done any actual research into what the job entails? Uh, you did. You did mention it would be what two four hour days a week. Something like, like I, of course, tongue in cheek. And I, in fairness, you know, a, a lot of senators do do work fairly hard. I, I'm not a big fan of the Senate, but uh, there is an argument that uh, it does, does provide a, a chamber of sober second thought. But uh, in my view, it's awfully expensive sober second thought. <laughs> and plus, if they don't want to be sober, they can expense it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's again a, a funny coincidence, but uh, we've got a, a senator joining us on the show in a little while. We're going to talk to Art Angleton because he's just put uh, proposed a motion in the Senate um, suggesting a negative income tax. So I'll have to ask him if he's read your article yet. I have well, to have a- to tell have to tell Mr. Angleton. Of course, I exempt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, ma- noted, noted, sir. Um, so I have to ask, now you're a retired writer. You're still writing, obviously, but um, for those who are not familiar with your work, you've written for a number of years. You retired uh, recently, am I right? Well, no, about five years ago. I worked for the uh, federal government for many years, which is another uh, a great uh, area for satire. And uh, <laughs> I've been writing for as a sideline for many years, and since I retired, of course, I can do more of that. So what made you write this blog? Uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, Andrew. You know, when you're a writer of satire, it's just something strikes your fancy. And uh, well, I think what in this case actually was that I read in uh, online somewhere about this independent advisory board, and they're going to recommend uh, five nominees uh, for each vacancy. And I thought, uh, why not? Why, why can't I be one of those nominees? 
You know, I had the same thought when that article first came out, and I didn't know who exactly to talk to. And I think actually at the time, I talked to Alberta Senator Doug Black and asked him what he thought of it. And I was waiting for somebody, it's sort of like the Trump thing again. I was waiting for somebody to say, this is ridiculous. But 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 nobody did. And, and you know, if, you're, if you've been involved at any level with government and applied for a grant or looked for, you know, some kind of kickback, uh, tax exempt, it's nothing's with, nothing's outside the realm of possibility. I, I think, honestly, I probably know a dozen people that would make good senators right here at the radio station. Well, uh, without naming names, I think if you go through the roster of the current Senate, I think a lot of us could do a better job. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you, because, again, I said earlier that all satire, all comedy has to have a large element of truth. That's what makes it funny. They call it the suspension of disbelief. But there also has to be motivation. And in any comedian's act, they write about what they care about. So in your mind, this was a piece of satire. It was tongue-in-cheek. But in your mind, is the Senate, has it, with all it's been through the last few years particularly, become a joke? I think to some extent, and it's, it's a bit sad, because I said, as I said earlier, the Senate does arguably serve some useful function. But I think, you know, thanks to, to Mike Duffy and Pamela Wallen and all the rest of them, I, I think it's become a, a bit of a joke, and that's too bad. Yeah. It is, and you're right. There are senators that work very hard, and we have some of them on the show here. Doug Black, I mentioned before, works tirelessly to represent uh, Albertans, but he is, of course, one of the... Uh, is he not the only elected? We elected him. Yes, you're, that's, you know, Alberta is unique in that respect, right? You're one small step towards the Triple E Senate. Yeah, exactly right. Doug Black is heading, the, heading up the parade. Um, you know what? We, we're actually out of time. I apologize. But I did want to talk to you, I'm, and I recommend the read for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. It's called Why I Would Make a Great Senator. It's written by David Martin, who's been our guest. You can find it on the Huffington Post uh, website. Uh, Dave, a pleasure to talk, to, we'll talk with you. We should do it again sometime. Okay, likewise, Andrew. I enjoyed it very much. All right, take care. Take care. Bye now. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. On 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. All right, uh, Morley Scott, I mentioned off the top of the show, of course, uh, the, is it the Oscars? Oscars, the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards coming up on Sunday. I think they start at 6.30 our time, 8.30 Eastern, but they usually start them again later so that you can watch them from the beginning if you're not available at 6.30. I, I they don't do that much anymore. They used to don't do, they? like, the East live at 6 and the West yeah, taped it, whatever, right. but they, they just show everything live now, from what I can understand. Oh, it's live everywhere Because it ruins the suspense now with the with the interwebs. Oh, I guess you'd right? find out all the and, winners. And yeah. the Tweety Box and everything. Uh, why, why If you're in L.A. and it starts at 9 and it's already over, you already know who won, so nobody watches. That's why they, they switched all the award shows. like that. That's why they're on Sundays now. You know, they probably uh, thought <clears throat> to switch the Oscars and award shows uh, before they thought to switch... Uh, coverage of elections. Yeah. Because remember, that used to be the thing. Yep, that's your, true. Your polls would close, and then yep. they would tell you who the government was. Yeah. I, or, or your polls uh, well, wouldn't even close there, yet. There was people, I remember elections back in the day, as they say, yeah. that Alberta would still be going to the polls, but they already know it's a yeah, that's majority right. liberal government, right? So it didn't matter what you, didn't matter if you voted or what, right? Well, it did locally, right, obviously, yeah. but... It's like decorating a house, you know? Somebody's gone out and bought all the furniture, and then they're like, well, why don't you pick out a chair? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it won't change anything. I don't know. I, the Academy Awards, to me, they're the, the least interesting ones to me. To watch of the award, you, you like it's the, the award season, right? Right. Everything, right. everything. It's you know, it's it starts with the People's Choice and the Golden Globes, yeah. and uh, we just had the Grammys uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, then the Emmys are coming up. But to me, the, the Academy Awards—they're just stuffy. 
Really? I don't. I usually. See, I don't watch any of them. I I, I find that over the years, uh, the older I get, the more I've never seen the movies that are nominated because I wait That's to see them. I don't right. go to theaters anymore. I pretty much watch them unless it's a movie I really want to see. Yeah. Like I mean, I've seen. I've been in the theater twice in the last six months. And that's both, exactly. ironically, in the last couple of months, I saw right. Deadpool and I saw Concussion, and that was it. And okay, so stop <clears> listing <throat> movies, because that's exactly what I wanted to ask you, and that's the problem that I have as well. First of all, I don't like award shows. They run on forever. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the ones where they have both television and uh, and movie people in the same room. Yep. Is that the People's Choice? People's Choice. Those are the best ones, because they're drinking, and they're everyone drinking, gets a little irreverent. Yeah. And, and, and you know the MC Ricky Gervais, this year. It's going to make uh, it funny, uh, yeah. Tina Fey and... Uh, and the other friend one. Where, yeah. where the host for a couple of years, uh, and it's uh, Amy, Amy Poehler, uh, and, and they're they're good. They're funny, yeah, because it's a it's a performance. But well, it's supposed to be entertainment. Yeah, right? uh, I the what I the only part of the <laughs> excuse me the only part of the Oscars I probably will watch is the opening monologue. To yeah. Chris Rock is hosting, sure. right? And I'll see that. I remember I did that when, you know, when it was Billy Crystal, right? You'd always watch yeah. the monologue. He'd do his little song and dance and everything about yeah, the different movies. Yeah. And then I'd say, okay, I don't want to watch anymore. And now, especially, I can watch something else and just have my phone in front of me and watch on Twitter who wins. Now, you and I are roughly the same uh, age. You're a little bit older. And, but I look better, so that's <laughs> the balance there. I don't um, have a grandkid. I, that's <laughs> true. I, I remember back when the awards would include all those ones that they now do, like the day before, the week yeah, before, right, yeah. in a smaller ballroom somewhere catered by, like, you know, Denny's. Yeah. Um, but they would, you know, oh, okay, assistant uh, editing yeah. in a there's, motion picture. There's like, the, 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 the dinner Oscars and the lunch Oscars. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and the guy with the – and everybody who wins an award should be congratulated for their work, and, and they're at the pinnacle of their particular yep. career. But the truth is, we don't care. Um, you know, we don't even think about. A I'm sound happy effect. for you and your family, but right, it has no effect right. on me and my family. But it was always those guys who gave the longest speeches. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and as you're listening to it, and he's thanking everybody he knows. This is my chance to be like George Clooney, right? right? And you think, wait a minute, what what award is like? I don't even yeah. know what that guy yeah. does. So that I'm with you as well on the fact that I don't really go to the theater. And, and, you know, I hate to say it because the theaters are suffering in Canada because people like you and I don't go to the theaters. And they've tried to do VIP and all these other things to encourage us. Star to Wars may have changed that this year. Yep. I mean, every now and then you get one of those and people uh, line up for it. But generally speaking, attendance is down. But I looked at the Best Picture uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. and But what I did was I went and uh, went to Vegas uh, uh, online to see who the bookies are saying will win. Mm-hmm. So... Here's the problem. I don't know any of these movies. I was curious. Now, here's Best Picture nominees. The Big Short. Which, which I know. That's about uh, the stock market collapse, I believe. That's got Steve, Steve Carell in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to see that. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Mm, have okay. no idea. All right. Uh, Brooklyn. I've heard of it. Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I saw the one in 1978, but I haven't seen this one. Yeah, well, how do you, you know, yeah. other than The Godfather, has there been a sequel that's worthy of uh, Best Picture I don't think so. Probably not. The Martian, I keep wanting to see that. Yeah, I hear it's good. Uh, Room and Spotlight. Nothing? No. Uh, And the one the bookies say will win, The Revenant. The Revenant. Revenant. I'll tell you what. We, uh, here at 630 Ched, we give our listeners a chance to go see The Revenant in a a premiere. uh, In I know I was doing the morning show at the time with Halsey, and Halsey went. And Halsey came back the next morning and would not stop talking about this movie. He said it is the best movie he has ever seen. Now I remember, because that was before Christmas, because he went to the Christmas party, sat at our table, and and acted out the movie. (laughs) Well, you've seen it then. I basically have, Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Uh, we've got uh, actor in a leading role, uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, uh, Trumbo? Uh, Matt Damon for The Martian, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, who, by the way, uh, the bookies say will win, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. And but hasn't that movie been done a couple of they times? They did, too. They did, they did Jobs, and then they did Steve Jobs. Like, Ashton oh. Kutcher was in the first uh, one. Ah, it's the one right? I watched. Yeah. Yeah, that made I just television. deleted it off my PBR last night without watching it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should go we back. We needed the space. Eddie uh, Redmayne, uh, the Danish girl, an actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for Carol, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling for 45 years, uh, Brooklyn, I can't say her name, Soros, Soros Ronan, and uh, Jennifer, Lo- oh, no, sorry, and Brie Larson is the bookie's favorite for hmm. actress in a leading role. There you go. Uh, we're going to take a break here for news. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you can take a 30-day challenge and uh, help your neighbors economically. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Uh, well, I've got to tell you, Morley Scott, I was just over on the 630 Chad mm-hmm. Facebook page seeing how that... Uh, Get any action on that Trump the, question? The, the QOD, the what question of the day? Oh yeah, is that what it's called? Uh, it is now. I just made I that guess, up. I got to start going to meetings. Patent that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to uh, weigh in on that, uh, go to our Facebook page, Six Thirty Chet's Facebook page. But while I was there, I couldn't help but notice uh, that we changed our banner. And it reminded me that I haven't mentioned to folks uh, the big, big promotion we've got going on right GNR. now. GNR. The GNR, as the kids like to call it, Guns and Ro- uh, Roses Las Vegas. So here's the deal, folks. It's the show that's been a quarter century in the making. Guns and Roses together in Las Vegas for the first show in over 20 years. And you could be there. One lucky winner and their guest will win a trip for two to Las Vegas to see Guns and Roses perform their very first show back together. Now, what you get is... Return airfare for two people between Edmonton and Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, You'll be departing April 7th and returning April 9th. You get two nights accommodation in Las Vegas, uh, land, airport, uh, hotel transfers, all that good stuff. Two tickets to the concert, and it couldn't be easier to enter, Morley. Couldn't be easier. Just go to the uh, Facebook page, right? That's right. No, no. No, on the website. Nope, yep. You go to 630chat.com. You can do it right now uh, to register. And then beginning Monday, listen daily at 7.20 during Bruce Bowie's show, uh, 10.20 during Ryan Jesperson's show, and 4.20 during this show to hear your name. If you hear your name, you call back within six minutes and 30 seconds. And you're going. And you'll oh, be you're qualified. In the you're in the <laughs> You'll be qualified to see the concert. Could I mess this up anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault for not giving you a copy of that. I apologize. Uh, I think I have one. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, Guns and Roses. They're pretty cool. GNR. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a great show. It'd be a great show. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't enter myself, but I might just uh, if I've got a, a vacation left. A pseudonym. No, they'd recognize me. I think. Nah, probably. I am a I am a Canadian entertainer, so there's always the hope that nobody knows who I am. But <laughs> <laughs> we typically send a chaperone on those trips. Yes, they're bound to have heard of me. Uh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of really cool things, here's something really cool. Morley Scott to kick off our second half hour of this Friday edition of the 6:30 Chat Afternoon News. You and I both know it's tough out there for a lot of folks. The economy shows no sign of recovery, which means many of us are searching for deals on everything from groceries to oil changes. But do you think you could eat, drink, shop, and play local? for 30 days. Hi, Hard Edmonton wants you to accept that challenge, and joining me to explain what the 30-day hashtag buy YEG challenge is, is the founder of the iHeartEdmonton.org, uh, Emil Tiedemann. Is it, oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. There you go. Is it Emil? Emil. 
Email. Yes. All right. We did. Oh, let me make a note of that. Email. <laughs> Normally, when I'm uh, confused on one of the names, I just go to the last one. But that's okay. Nobody says it right. All right. Perfect. <laughs> you, you got one of those. You ha- you've probably said your name a lot to people, right? No, it's. <laughs> Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. So maybe start, uh, before we talk about the challenge, can you tell us about uh, iHeartEdmonton.org and uh, explain just what it is and why you started it? Sure. Um, iHeartEdmonton is a blog I started in 2009. Um, it's basically just focused on everything positive Edmonton. Um, I started it because I was tired of hearing people um, saying negative things about about uh, the city there's nothing to do here, and it had that nickname, uh, Deadminton, for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to prove people wrong <clears throat> and also discover for myself that Edmonton has so much more to offer than, than what meets the eye. Have you, tell me about the stuff that you found out that you didn't even know about Edmonton. I imagine you lived here for a long time, very proud of your city. What did you find out that you didn't even know? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I was born and raised here. Um, honestly, there's, there's been a, an abundance of things that I discovered about the city that I had no idea about. Um, uh, the amount of festivals, uh, the the amount of amazing restaurants, especially lately, um, a lot of the the local talent, the musicians and the artists, um, you name it. There's, there's just an abundance of things of that I did not know about until I started this blog. You know, it's funny that you say that. We've had uh, Yelp on this show from time to time, and oftentimes we'll have Yelp on uh, Jenny Marshall just before, like, Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve or whatever, and just tell us, hey, what is there to do in Edmonton? And she'll rattle off... A long list. A long <laughs> list. Where you're, you, you've, I've been here forever, and you're like, I didn't even know that existed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm, Yeah, I'm, that's the same with me. You, you, it just never ends. I can't keep track of everything that's going on. Exactly right. So tell us about uh, tell us about the challenge itself. The cha- the thirty day buy Yeg challenge is um, basically a buy a thirty day commitment to buying local here in Edmonton, um, supporting local businesses, local artists, local musicians, local writers, local entrepreneurs, local everything for thirty days um, instead of uh, going to uh, one of the chain cafes for coffee in the morning. Go go to go to a local restaurant or a chain. Uh, sorry, a local cafe. If you're going to go for lunch, uh, skip the fast food place and maybe go try uh, a local restaurant that you've never been to before. And the same goes for anything that you need to purchase, uh, whether it's uh, going to fix your car or going to buy a piece of jewelry. Um, try one of the local vendors and see, and see what you can come up with. Now, Emil, this, this you call it a challenge, and I think yeah. it's... It's aptly named because, to a certain extent, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's hard yeah. to do because there there are things that you need that you want, and with time being an issue and location and everything, it's it's hard to do that. I think for a whole month. Definitely, I, I think that that is the biggest challenge is the fact that a lot of people would have trouble finding certain items from a local vendor, um, and that's why I'm very flexible. Like you know, there's going to be the odd occasion where you you can't find something from a local vendor, or you just don't have the time to go find it. So, I mean, if you stray from the, the commitment once in a while, it's not a big deal. But, it, you know, as long as you stay focused and, and try to do your best. Yeah, you know, that's a funny thing, though, now that I hear you two talking about that, because that was my initial reaction as well. I thought, well, where am I going to get my coffee if not from Tim Hortons? And, uh, you know, and then, but as so I got to buy everything on White Avenue now. Right, <laughs> I, you know, because everything I consume is on White. That's right. But you get thinking about it, and there is ways around it if you give it some thought. And really, that process of giving it some thought about local yeah. uh, serves a really huge purpose right there. Just think, even if you didn't do the challenge, and I, I, I would recommend that we try. 
But even if you didn't do the challenge, if you gave it some thought. So in my world, I was thinking, okay, well, what about a comedy show? How do I choose local when comedy clubs bring in headliners from all over the country and the world? But there's local comedy shows all over the place. There's Sunday night shows everywhere that are all local comedians. Just to use that as one example. I think that's 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 totally right. I think what people don't do is is search. There, I think there is um, everything that you need out there, but we just have to find it. And that's that's what I discovered when I started the blog is that I didn't know there was this and there was that. And you know, there's like there's a comedy show going on almost every night. There's a that's local right. band playing every night. There's that's something right. happening every night, and you just gotta look for it. Yeah, I'm thinking now. See, when when you start thinking about it, it, it feels easier to me than it did when I first started thinking about it. Uh, because, you know, let's say it's, take something that's really tough, clothing. So you think, okay, well, wait a minute. How many, there's no local manufacturers of clothing that I'm aware of, although there's that jeans place out in St. Albert, but the ladies' jeans. But you could go to a flea market. You could go to a secondhand store. You could go to something that was owned locally that sells that product. A local boutique or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's, there's a lot of uh, local boutiques and and clothing stores in Edmonton. Um, again, it's just one of those situations where you you just have to look for it. I think most people are 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 stuck on that routine of going to the mall or to one of the big box retailers when they go shopping for their clothing. But if they take this challenge, then they're, they they start to look around like, oh, wow, they, they discover a ton of places that sell things that they, they had no idea, and it's all local. I, I really like the idea, the restaurant idea you talk about. I mean, it's so easy to go to that cookie-cutter restaurant that looks the yeah. same, whether it's in, yeah. in Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, or <clears throat> Grand Prairie, or whatever the case may be. They all look alike, but there are so many great restaurants in this town that you've probably never been to, and you go to go, wow, this was really good. It's a different experience, and and I and, and there's a couple of them out there that only use local products too. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that myself. I go to a lot of chain restaurants. Um, I'm only now really trying to starting to try to focus on on local restaurants. And the thing about local restaurants is that a lot of them, like you said, tend to um, get their their produce from local vendors. They get their beer from local vendor breweries. They get their coffee from local coffee makers, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's all reinvested right back into the city um, and supporting each other. Now it's going to be a little more expensive, isn't it? Yeah, that, that was the other challenge. Is, is, uh, buying local tends to be a little bit more expensive, uh, in some cases a lot more expensive. But you do you do get a much better customer service, and I, the product can be uh, better in a lot of situations. So I think you're getting what you're paying. You get what you pay for, um, and it's only a 30-day challenge. You know, you can extend it after that if you want. But um, I think for 30 days, some people um, can manage that. Is there a is there a list somewhere on on the internet uh, of of local? places that you can go to? Have you got that on your site? Or uh, if somebody I, wants to check on something or get an idea for something, if I, I need this, maybe I can go here and see if they have it? On the post on, on my on my blog, there is, at the bottom of the post, there is some suggestions for, for areas of the city, but there's honestly so many local restaurants and boutiques and, and whatnot that, that you just can't list them all. Yeah. There's all right, so, so let's let, let's break it down just a little bit. If uh, we've gotten some listeners interested in taking the challenge and supporting local merchants, um, mm-hmm. you you outlined four steps that you would have to take, or the four step process of the thirty day challenge. Can you run through those for us? Sure. Um, the first step is is the simplest: just pick a day. It doesn't have to be a, a specific day. Uh, whatever works for you. Uh, maybe it's payday, um, and then commit to the thirty days, and then. 
buy local for the 30 days, whether it's uh, books by local authors or going to see a local band or going to buy a uh, food at a local restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then after that, share your experience, uh, post photos, tag yourself where you, where you, where you are, um, and spread the word. And then the, the final step is just to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say uh, tag, you want uh, tag by Y-E-G as the tag, and then I, I assume that you'll retweet? Yes, exactly. Hashtag by by YEG. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and I have to tell you, you guys, uh, or you, aside from this uh, particular challenge, you do good work. Uh, I follow you now on Twitter because uh, Morley was asking where can you find out about things. If you're a local business or you do anything locally or you do organize something or you have some event or it doesn't really matter, uh, mm-hmm. if you tag iHeartEdmonton, um, or uh, yeah, iHeartEdmonton, you typically do retweet most of that stuff. Yes, yes. I try to support everybody and everything um, local. Um, I try to keep it as positive as, as I can. There's enough negative uh, yeah. out there. Um, so, yeah, if, if people have a local show coming up or, or a local product, tag me, send it to me, and I'll, I'll definitely retweet and share it as much as I can. You know what's funny about that? And, again, I'm sorry, indulge me for a second. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the number of entertainers in Edmonton who whine and complain, and that's the right word for it, <laughs> that they can't get audiences out. Um, to their shows, whatever the form of entertainment might be, and yet there's Twitter accounts like this, websites like uh, like the iHeartEdmonton.org, that are actually trying to help yeah. you. You you have yeah. to lift a finger and help yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We I get a lot of emails asking for people to to, to send me to I mean sorry to write posts and such. Um, I unfortunately can't get to them all because there's so much uh, amazing local entertainers and, and businesses. But um, I'll definitely help out whatever way I can. And I think there's a lot of other blogs and sites out there as well. Again, people just have to look and and, and do a little bit of searching on Google. Yeah, it's going to take a little extra time maybe. Yeah. But you're going to have to figure it out. Get outside the box. Yeah, exactly. And who knows, maybe you'll find your favorite new restaurant. There you go. Uh, Emil, it's uh, been a pleasure talking with you. I love the work you guys do over there at iHeartEdmonton.org. Yeah, keep it up. Um, And for anybody who wants to uh, read more about the uh, challenge, uh, go to E... Sorry, go to iHeartEdmonton.org. You can also uh, remember to tag hashtag by Y-E-G. Right. Email, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, take care. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. You know, Morley, just a a little uh, peek behind the curtain here Mm -hmm. in the 630 Chad uh, dynasty. Uh, I always complain that when Jalen Nye is off, which she is today, mm-hmm. she's away today, she'll return next week, um, that everybody else takes off. And and it's just, I don't know why that happens. And by that, I mean, I get a new operator. Yep. Uh, I get a new newsreader. I get, you know, everybody is, is and I, I have to adjust to it. But this time, Kelsey Wingarek, who normally steps in and, and mm-hmm. takes the second seat, uh, she assured me that that would not be the case this time, that she would be with me yesterday and today, that everything would be the same. Now, where is she? I have no idea. Yeah. Last I heard, she was headed to Calgary. <clears throat> hmm. So, Interesting. yeah. Good to see you, though. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, that, no, that, one, no one likes me in Calgary. So. That's, well, that <laughs> might be true. Um, but, you know, you're sick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I'm fighting through it. I, sure. Matthew's in operating, to, doing a great job. Try but, not to complain. But he's not the normal operator from no. 204. No. Eileen Bell is here, though. 
Eileen Bell is here. And she is the backbone of that newsroom. She is. And in fact, she's going to be one of the individuals we talked to after 3 o'clock when I said earlier that we're going to uh, look back at yeah. Don Getty's career. And she talk had to a some pretty people. good experience with Don She Getty. did indeed. Yeah. And she's going to tell us all about that. We're going to check in with uh, Randy as well. Kilburn. Kilborn. Kilborn. Randy Kilburn. Randy. Randy. We're going to talk to Randy as well. Uh, he's got some memories uh, dating back to Don Getty's days in football. And we talked about earlier how how what a great man he was to affect you know two pretty exactly. major walks of life and we'll hear eileen kind of from the newsy side and, and randy that's grew right. up randy's a huge eskimo fan and a football fan and uh he obviously remembers don getty very well that way so. and do you know what else i'm going to talk about i think you'll be gone by this time oh what's that and and maybe thankfully so it's going to be a a, a bit of a rough one i'm going to talk to a senator from ontario about a, a proposal he's put before the senate for negative income tax. Which, in a nutshell, is? If you don't make enough money, the government pays you tax instead of the other way around. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? It's uh, And it's not as far-fetched as it sounds. In fact, it's been proposed in many jurisdictions around the world, but, to my knowledge, never implemented. We have to take one more quick break. This is the 630 Ched Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Ched, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I have to tell you, uh, Morley Scott, our listeners are among the most uh, uh, supportive and, and appreciative and sympathetic people uh, that I've ever met in my life. Yes. And, and, but only when it's apparently... But don't make a mistake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> apparently only when it's deserved, uh, because now I'm being accused of being a bit whiny here about, uh, about... But here's where it comes into play. Now, do you remember last week, uh, Jay was gone. That mm-hmm. Well, I should narrow it down. That could be any week. Yes. Uh, Jay was gone. I was here. You were doing sports. And it was four o'clock, and and I knew I had to do the weather, and then business, and then I throw to you to do sports. But I forgot the business part. Yep. So weather ends. I say the temperature, and then I hear the business music, as everyone else did, and I realize I've got to do business. But you got to read that little yeah liner, and and you don't know if it's Angus. I don't know if it's Angus or, or Kevin. You're right. So it could no. be Jane Elm. Jane Elm. Could you be. don't know, right? And and you know when you've got a short period of time to do something, you get a little panicky. It's like trying to remember somebody's name, and now your mind goes yep. blank, right? Yep. And so I'm looking at you and Matt through the window, staring at me. The business music is playing. Mm-hmm. Now, Eileen Bell is not in that day. That's why I say, like, <clears throat> I don't yep. know, for whatever reason. So Randy Kilburn had put the uh, teases in. Just like he's supposed to, just like Eileen does. Except except he works slightly different than Eileen Bell does. Mm -hmm. So he put it in, Eileen puts it in and says 4 p.m. business, and he put it in as the date... 4 p.m. business. Right, which dropped it down in the which is, list. Which is not wrong. Right. But and, and, as, and as you know, as you look at the column with everything labeled... I'm looking for a four. Yes, and you don't see the whole exactly, line. You only see it, about half of right, it. Right, exactly. So you can't see 4 p.m. business. So I ended up saying to you, and now we're going to go to the business desk at National Bank Financial and check in with... Angus what? Yeah. And <laughs> hi, everybody. Kevin Mullane here. Right. As I recall. Exactly. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Exactly what happened. 